Hey there, I'm Trevor Houston, the creator of the Who You Know Summit, and I'd like to welcome you to the Who You Know Job Networking Show. On our program, we'd like to show you the job search like you've never seen. Everything from getting noticed by employers, how to properly format your resume, and how to network effectively using LinkedIn to drive recruiters to your profile. We even take suggestions from our amazing community. So if you want to learn all things job search, go ahead and subscribe now. Focus. It's all about the job search. So if you want to learn how to land that next success, you heard them. All you got to do is subscribe and ring that bell so you don't miss out on a thing. Welcome back to the Who You Know Job Networking Show, where what you know is important, but who you know, who you know can make all the difference in your job search. Guys, I'm super excited. Our next guest is Mark Champagne, and he's a mental fitness expert, host of the Top 50 podcast, Behind the Human, and co-founder of the journaling app, KYO, which ended up reaching over 80 million people. 80 million? 80 million, bro. So that's what? a lot. He studied mental fitness practices for over a decade and consults with Fortune 500 companies. Everybody, welcome, Mark! Hello, everyone. Man, okay, I gotta know. Hold up. 80 million people? 86.9 million people. Oh, 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 oh. We gotta, yeah, shoot off some money. He's like, hold on, hold on. Shoot off some Benjamins for that. 86.9. He's like, and climbing. (laughs) Nice. Hey, we got a mobile app, bro. You wanna help me get that thing launched? Because I got like, a hundred users yeah, we, or something like that. <laughs> we just launched, though. We just yeah, launched. we just launched. We but just hey, launched. 80 million. Wow, congrats, my friend. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Tell, I mean, me, the story, tell me about it. The story does shift after that. So that's why I can say 86.9 million people. Okay. Went from 86.9 million to delete from App Store. That's the that's <gasps> the story in a nutshell. No. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let's go back. Yeah. Okay. I had questions, but now I really got questions. Yeah, we're intrigued. Okay. Yeah. Tell me what happened to that. Dang. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, just to set some context, I spent about 10 years in the corporate world and brand management and whatnot and various jobs. Had a scratch your own itch kind of scenario where I really wanted to launch something in the wellness space and specifically to help people. Uh, be guided by their their reflection. You know, it's essentially a guided journaling app, just like you could expect like uh, Calm or Headspace for meditation. But at that time, there there was nothing that existed in the journaling space. And so he set off to create that. Um, you know, speaking of the, the topic of the, sh- of the show, who you, sh- who you should know and who you know. I mean, I spent a lot of time networking in awesome humans and brands, people like Adam Grant, VaynerMedia, Lego, LinkedIn, and bringing in their content and questions to launch the app loaded full of of high value prompts that weren't necessarily coming from us, but were coming from the network. Wow. I think Apple picked up on that, started featuring the app all around the world. Oh, wow. Obviously the collaborations helped and we quickly got up to uh, a reach of 86.9 million people without any type of paid advertising. Uh, and then what oh my gosh yeah. i don't i just and ooh, then and then <laughs> dot, and dot, then dot. and then there's the big mic drop oh no you know this is where where the big lessons were you know on the outside and and just like everyone reacted here i mean that's a big number it's something to be proud of which we were but there there comes a point where you, i think you've got to watch you don't fall for your own hype you know there the app impressions were there PR was there, didn't mean the business that was there or the business models were mm, dialed in at yeah. that time. 
mean, I had no experience in app development, neither did my co-founder. We had a small team scattered around the world. We were trying to figure it out. And I mean, ultimately what happened is we had a lot of people coming in and a lot of people going out mm. and we were not, we weren't covering expenses. So we needed, we needed more funding or sorry, I, we didn't have funding actually at that time. We needed more cash flow, and we needed uh, a boost, I think. And yeah, we needed that a yeah. boost in, uh, you know, mental motivation as well. We we're pretty tapped out there mm. and we ran out of both of those things. Wow. So decided we had to, to shut that app down. Which was tough because, you know, you're talking, this isn't like a parking app. This was a journaling app where people were putting in, you know, a lot of, of deep, you know, reflections and capturing moments that were important uh, yeah. to wow. them in their, in their lives. So did so, you have to send out like notices and like, hey, if you want this stuff, you're going to need to. Yeah, we, about a month before we were going to shut down the servers, which was another big challenge because the feature of exporting things was coming in future builds and we didn't have that yet oh. but we you know we just couldn't we couldn't live with ourselves we didn't figure something out so it wasn't pretty um but there was an option to be able to, to export your data get everything out there uh, out of the app and then and then move on and then there was a lot of compassion there actually a lot of people reached out uh, people reaching out saying you know I, did you try to raise money and all of the things? Obviously, we, we went through a million different sure, scenarios to sure. keep it live. So yeah. I, can, I can only imagine like that was like a loss, right? Like like as if someone died, right? That was your baby, right? Yeah. I yeah. can only imagine. Yeah. You probably went tears into that thing. Yeah, you yeah. went through the stages of grief, I'm sure. What helped you to overcome that and to get to the other side where you're at today? Well, I mean... Ironically, it was the hundreds of people that fortunately I was able to interview to gather their content and their mental fitness practices. You know, when I hit delete, it was a, it was a deletion of, of my identity. It was a, it mm. was the, the, the plan forward was no longer there. I had no idea what we're going to do next. Living in the city, I couldn't afford. I had a one-year-old that I was worried that he was picking up on the stress in the house. Mm. And it just, it just felt hopeless you know it's probably the closest i've ever been to a pretty deep depression but then and, and this is you shared a little clip of the of the book trailer what ended up happening was remembering that well wait a second the people i've interviewed are asking a very different set of questions they're asking questions that help propel them forward so grieve that loss just like if you're losing a job grieve that loss but then start asking some questions that are, are going to motivate you forward and for me that was what do i want for my life which led to the next question and the next question after that. And then all of a sudden you have a plan and you can, you know, who do I need to speak to to execute on that plan? What's one step forward. And that was the realization that even though I was working, you know, pretty closely with, with awesome humans figuring out all these great reflective questions, the realization was no matter who we are, what we're doing and where we're at in our lives, we're all one question away from a completely different life. Mm, one we're question one away. Question away. Up, yeah, that's up. Mike up. So, Mark, is that was that before then you got into the mental fitness, um, really kind of defining that as mental fitness? And can you talk to us a little bit about, you know, was it before or after? And then, you know, how that transition took place? Yeah, well, so I was for a decade while I was in the corporate world, I had I had my own practices and I was using them for myself and for myself and using them as well in my job when delivering presentations to upper management, let's say to secure budget. Like I was doing some of these practices, visualization work and, and uh, some journaling uh, kind of intention setting work. 
but I mean, it, it leveled up obviously working directly in the space and having, you know, one of the first apps in, in directly in journaling. Um, and then, and then it really started to go to the next level when we shut that down and realized this is the work that, you know, I need to be doing. Like, this is the stuff that, that lights me up, even though there, you know, there was a financial mess happening in the background. I, I've, I've got to keep going essentially mm -hmm. and rely on the network to start really, you know, looking for different opportunities to float me by while I was writing the book and while I was working on other uh, initiatives around this space, but just to do everything possible to keep my own mind mentally fit, right? Because you can't, it's really hard to make clear decisions when you're in a fear state. Yes. Right. Right. So, you know, like the, your, your full-time job, I think in any, any situations like that is, is to figure out the things that will pause the internal narrative and dial into the present moment be grateful, leverage some gratitude practices and whatever you can do to keep your mind healthy and motivated. Then whether it's a job interview, whether it's pitching someone, you're showing up with the right energy. That makes a difference. Man, how relevant to us. We were yeah. just talking about gratitude walking over here to the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been Man. dealing with I've been dealing with a little bit of that stinking thinking. You know what I'm talking about? You know that stinking thinking? Absolutely. Um, I've, I've been having some some things going on behind the scenes and I don't want to get too into the weeds, but um and it's been like a cancer, right? And I was just telling Mark this. I was like, you know what? I'm done with that. And sometimes you just gotta make that decision. Right. Draw that line in the sand, make a decision to be done with it. I've done this before, guys. I'm, I'm telling you, I've been in places where I've just been like, bleh, bleh, bleh. negative, 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 cancer, cancer, cancer. Like, it's just been awful because I can get that way. But then you just have to, like, make that decision, draw the line in the sand and say, you know what? Gratitude, thankfulness. Yeah. That's how you flip it. That's how you change your mindset. So you know? powerful. It I remember so powerful. when I was deleting the app. I mean, I remember the moment clearly. I was in a co-working space in Toronto, Canada, and I was sitting there looking at this dashboard, 86.9 million people, and I'm, I'm about to delete the thing. And, and the set of questions that came up were like, how could we fail at such a colossal level, right? What would our advisors and our investors think and whatnot? But then once, once it was done, to pause the narrative, I, I looped into gratitude because I was deleting the app on a laptop that most people in the world don't even have. You know, I'm sitting in a room where there's free coffee, there's great people, there's really smart people in that building that I could network with. And, you know, it's not that bad, but it, it you know, it feels that bad. So, I, you know, whenever you can, whatever you can do to pull yourself out of there, I think Tony Robbins says this, like, you can't be grateful and upset at the same time. It's so true. So true. Right? Yeah. It, it, it just combats each other. So, and I have to tell you from the other side, right? If you're going to fail at something, right, like, I want to go down in flames. And, and I, I got to say, man, you went down in flames, and it was epic. Dude, 80 million or 86 point whatever million. Dude, that's awesome. Like, it was what a lot of epic, people. Dude, that's epic. Like, do you know, people are out here trying to get, you know, 100,000 followers, you know, a, you know, a million followers. Dude, you right, had 86 right. million downloads. That's epic. So I just want to congratulate you because guess what? If you can do it once, you can do it again. And I think that's, I, I don't know, man, I'm yeah, super I mean, impressed. You're talking 86 million people is like 25% of the U.S. And the fact that you're here <laughs> right now, dude, you are a walking, talking testimony of just 
like overcoming obstacles. Like yeah. you, you, you being here, other people, dude, I'm going to tell you, some people will be jumping out that building doing something crazy. You know what I'm saying? And you're here trying to make an impact and, and you are, and you're serving. All right, let's talk about these questions because yeah. I know you, you've got all these questions. You wrote a book about it. Tell us about your book. Well, the, the, the book was stimulated, I mean, very, uh, very closely related to the app. It's full of questions. And, and like I said, when I came to that realization that we're all one question away from a different path or life or outcome, um, I went down the, the thought process of this vehicle, let's just call it, which was the app at that time, didn't work financially, it worked in many other ways, as you guys are alluding to. And it, it I've met some of the most incredible humans on 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 the planet and I'm still friends with them, right? Um, so how can I continue in this space? And I, I just wanted to continue the narrative that to show that people, all people have access to these type of questions and these type of practices. It doesn't mean that you have to go on, you know, a week long silent retreat to access this stuff. It's awesome if you can, but everyday normal people in any place in the world can ask a question or upgrade the questions that they're asking. So, I, you know, I was trying to figure out a way to not write a book from the perspective of the yoga instructor or the meditation <laughs> coach, because those people all have this stuff dialed in. But what if I brought in, there was a lot of talk in, in the in the chat actually about Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou is one of the people I profiled in the book. Like what would Maya Angela do in a certain in a certain situation? What questions was she thinking about? Kobe Bryant, what, you know, how, how did he get to the rim? That's his question. And there's mm. all this internal, you know, mental negotiation that he was able to overcome. So I wanted to write about those stories and those people that we would recognize who they are and then be able to sit down and jump in any place in there and, and grab a question, grab a practice that's relatable to your life right now. Cause we're all different, right? But it opens you up then to this practice and it opens you up to being more curious and more present in really everything else you do in your life. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I think uh, I like what you said. We're only one one question away, right? Um, let's talk about some of those questions that might be uh, good for a job seeker, uh, something that might be healthy for them. Um, what are some... Uh, you, you put down here mental priming techniques to keep your mind healthy during a job search. Do you have some tips or uh, techniques there? Yeah. Well, I mean, so thankfully, you know, Stephanie set me up really well with a lot of the conversation that, that you all had before about, I think, centered around being clear and then intentional with what you're doing, right? And I think those two steps are se sequential. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to be intentional and expand what's uh, possible if you're not first clear on what you're seeking and what you want, right? Mm -hmm. And what feels right to you. And again, it's really hard to get to that place if you're in a state of fear and anxiety or, you know, uncertain of, of what's to come. Uh, we're obviously going to oscillate between those states all the time. And I was in the same position. I remember being outside of that co-working space, sitting on this little grassy hill, thinking like, this is it. I'm done. This is embarrassing. I've got nothing left. But then jumping back into some sort of gratitude practice and just flip-flopping enough to get enough clarity to then sit down and put a plan together. So my suggestion would be if you're in a really tough place to list out the five or 10 things that you know, things, activities, people that you know without any shadow of a doubt will put a smile on your face. And that might be, you know, exercise, uh, 
talking to someone that you really trust and that that makes you laugh watching the, I used, I was watching a lot of funny type sitcoms on Netflix Comedy. during those times anything to 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 prime your mind to stay in that creation state that positive state because then you'll see you'll see those next steps forward and, and you're able to navigate so that's probably the easiest thing. I and then that. I would say every day have some sort of gratitude practice. I love that. Hey, well, you were talking about comedy too. What's so funny is I, I'm working on, I got a connection of mine. So hopefully we can make this happen, but I'm working on getting Tracy Morgan. <laughs> you guys oh, know amazing. Tracy Morgan? No, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd love oh, to yeah. get him on here. He'd be just be super funny. But yeah, things like, you know, what do you enjoy? What are going to make you happy and, and keep you out of that fear mindset? Um, because yeah, fear, fear is paralyzing hundred percent. It'll just, you'll just get stuck and you won't do anything. Yeah. Right. Well, and simple little things you, you all talked about it with Stephanie, but just even sending, if you're thinking of someone sending them a, you know, a nice little message just a quick little DM. I mean, you're making their day and in turn, they're making your day. And it's the smallest, quickest action that yeah. again is a, is a priming technique that can flip you out of whatever mood you're in. Mm-hmm. It will too. Yeah. I, I've done that. I yeah. used to do that with videos and I would send, you know, like my mom and my grandma and just, you know, people in my family that, you know, it's like you talk to them, maybe you send them a text message, whatever, whatever, but it's not like, like really good communication. Probably let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I sent, I sent them a video and I just said, Hey mom, I want to tell you, I love you, you know, appreciate mm-hmm. you. And I've been thinking about you and just want you to know you're on my mind and you're on my heart and this, that, and the other. And, and like the responses to those videos. Yeah. But think they, about if you did that to your network, like yeah, people that you weren't even say, related yeah. to, right? Like, and you're just like, Hey, you know what? I had been thinking about you today. I just want to shoot you a quick message, let you know how much I cared about you and that, you know, you're important to me. So, um, yeah, yeah I mean, what yeah. was the response that you get, the response right? you get back will just lift you up. Oh, and yeah. it does. You're absolutely right. Like during the time that I was making the videos, my mindset was shifting, right? It was absolutely shifting into that yeah, gratitude totally. mindset. Um, you know, it's all up here, guys. The battle's up here. The battle's up here. It's in your mind. It's mindset, right? We talk about $10 million mindset, mm-hmm. right? What would you do if you had $10 million in the bank, right? Would you be selective? What questions would you be asking mm-hmm. Right. If you had ten million dollars in the bank, what questions would you ask that new employer? Would you be because you don't have fear anymore? You don't have fear. You, you'd yeah, be very specific. Gone. You'd be selective. You know, you'd yeah. ask some really good questions. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, here's hey, a good one it, uh, along those lines. If helpful, I mean, this this I'm gonna give credit where it's due, but this is from Naveen Jain, uh, pretty successful billionaire entrepreneur with multiple companies, and I remember in our interview, and he's in the book as well, but just the the phrasing or the the reframing of a question like imagine if it was possible mm. and then finish those sentences right and you can use it for big things or small things but just you know it's a great way to put your mind in this is positive state imagine if i landed that job imagine how i'm going to feel after that interview like you're already setting the intention of how you want that conversation to go i used to do that all the time with speaking right? How do I want the audience to feel after the, after the, the, the talk is delivered? You're probably not going to say, I want them to feel like garbage, right? <laughs> or uh, not motivated. So it, it helps. Hey, Mark, I've got um, some sleep disorders where like, it's hard for me to even wake up, period. Like, so okay. how do you wake up with solutions to your challenges? That's oh. how you wake up. 
So there's a great practice I, I picked up, and this is from uh, Cal Fussman, who's a stunning interviewer and a long-term writer for Esquire, and he's interviewed probably anyone you can think of, Muhammad Ali, all the presidents, or a lot of the presidents. And he, he left with me the idea that even as a long-time writer, he would never open up his computer to an, uh, an empty document and just start writing if his mind was blank. He'd instead, instead write in on a piece of paper, what do I want to say, go to sleep, and then when he, wakes, when, when he would wake up, first thing he does, glass of water and answer that question. I've done that so many times. You can use that, in, I mean, that's for writing, but you can use that, you know, what, what is my next step? Let your mind work while you're sleeping. To, to figure out and make those connection points because we have everything that we need. Our, our, our minds are like a, a beautiful library, but unfortunately they're not organized like the libraries we walk into. It's as if the bookshelves have been toppled over and we've got to kind of navigate over emotions and relationships. But if we let the mind calm down and some stillness to be there, then all of a sudden the connection points start to form and you have all the answers yeah. to your questions. Boom. Boom. That is right also... Uh, Mark, this has been an amazing episode. We really appreciate you. And if the audience can do me a big favor right now, let's take a screenshot. Let's blow them up on social, share it all over the place, share the show, hit the share button right now and, uh, make sure you go ahead and tell them something nice, hit them up in the DMS, do all that fun stuff. Mark, it's been a pleasure. Thank, Thank you so you, much for being on Thank the show. You. Guys, it's all about who, who you know. know. Trevor Houston here, and I want to thank you for tuning in to the Who You Know Job Networking Show. We hope you've been inspired, encouraged, educated, and entertained all at the same time. For information on our different events, workshops, partners, or partnership opportunities available, check out whoyouknow.show for more details. And be on the lookout for our new mobile app coming soon. You never know how this show can help someone you know. You know, and if we've made an impact or put a smile on your face today, don't forget to hit that share button on your way out. Until next week, it's all about who you know. Bye.